Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100 milligrams of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the four-star tube set with flavors such as blue raspberry, cherry blossom, more cherry, and freedom berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% of your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Everyone and welcome to Bloom's Gas. My name is Seth, aka Phantasmal Blooms, coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, I do owe you a bit of an apology because I'm sorry I did not have a good way to communicate that there wouldn't be a podcast episode last week. Uh, mainly because I have such a divided group of people that listen to this, and I thought I was hitting everybody with the Discord when I was like, "Hey, just a heads up," uh, but. I guess that wasn't the case, so seriously, if you have a a preferred means of communication, whether that be some kind of email, uh, send, (laughs) Raymu says, send information in mass, the bad signal, the bad signal, I can make a plume signal, I just can't guarantee that's gonna end up, you know, shining in your local area, otherwise, I might have to have the police involved, (laughs) The police and uh, other facets of government (laughs) wondering why I'm blasting a giant signal into the sky. But anyway, if you guys have a preferred means of communication, whether that be me making a whole different social media page just for Plumescast, or you you want me to get back on an old social media, please let me know by sending an email over to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Now, I'm also doing the unprofessional thing right now of muting my phone because I realized I did not do that. And now we're good. (laughs) But anyway, before I get started in here today, too, I just want to give a quick shout out. All right. This is probably, even though this is episode 61, this is the first podcast episode in a long time that my dear Fox wife might be listening to this on her own in her brand new ride. And genuinely, baby, I can just say, I'm so incredibly proud of you and the things that you are able to accomplish and the things that we've been able to accomplish together, really. And genuinely speaking, I hope that this new chapter of your life that you're opening up into with a brand new set of wheels, even if they're just new to you, it gives you the strength and the encouragement to... You know, go out and branch out and explore this crazy world of ours. And just know, 
If I'm not next to you in the passenger seat while you're listening to this, just know wherever I am, I am so incredibly proud of you and the woman you've become. And I love you so much. And I cannot wait to have your wedding ring on my finger. I have your engagement ring, but, you know. <laughs> also, Ramu says, Uh-oh, Harvard saw that you were with your phone out. You're no longer accepted to Harvard. Bro, if I had to go back to school, I would not go to Harvard. I do not know a single thing I would be able to do at Harvard University that I couldn't already do now. Unless I was going for law. Maybe. But anyway... As you can tell, dear listener, this is a live recorded podcast. I'm doing this live. It is currently Saturday, November 4th at 6.34 p.m. Right before spring, or, uh, was it? Daylight Saving Stops. That's tomorrow, by the way. If you are listening, by the way, if you are listening to podcasts on the day of release and you are in any area that is affected by Daylight Savings Time, that is officially ending tonight at midnight. So, hey, heads up. You know, you're going to get an hour back. Um, you know, of course, fall back. But I didn't know that. I really did not know that until earlier today. I was like, you know, we got to be getting close to the end of daylight savings, right? I ended up asking, you know, she who shouldn't be named unless you want the br- blue ring to appear. But I ended up asking her and she's like, oh, yeah, no, it, it ends tomorrow. I'm like, well, anyway. All that to say, um, I honestly, it has been such a busy past couple of weeks that I need this extra hour tomorrow just to relax. Because, like, genuinely speaking, between the con, between, you know, car stuff, between work stuff, because the boss man has been out a fair bit, your boy has been incredibly busy. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I have been having an incredibly fun time. But before I get to any of that, okay, before I want get to any of that, I remembered what I was originally getting into before, you know, going off on a tangent about Daylight Savings. I really just want to say thank you to the community on, you know, in mass, because genuinely, I could not do the things that we were able to do without you guys. And I'm not you know, necessarily saying from the financial side of things, but just from being able to learn alongside y'all, okay? Being able to, you know, experience all these different life lessons multiple times in my retellings of them for you that I've learned yesterday when we were getting ready to make this big purchase, something in my heart of hearts said, no, you gotta stop and, you know, lock this away And then as I'm sitting there and as I'm talking with the Fox wife as we're getting ready to do this, I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. We're going to get this because as I've talked about before on the podcast, I've made mention that you have to be uncomfortable at times to be able to really experience life and have a great time in life and just give yourself the opportunity to see the world in a whole new way. And genuinely speaking, that was that moment for me. You know, as I mentioned before last week, and I think even the week before, when I come on to Plumescast, when I tell you all these stories, when I give you all these life, like the life lessons and the advice and everything else I can teach you, I realize too 
that there's still opportunities for me to go out and learn and to experience these things and to take some of the lessons that I've learned to teach you to then go and teach myself. You know, it was always one of those do as I say, not as I do kind of situations at times. And being able to just have the confidence to say, you know what, we can do this. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. It is so massively in part thanks to you, my wonderful listeners out there, and everybody else who's ever engaged with the podcast, even if it was only for, you know, today's episode. Genuinely, I could not do this shit without you. So thank you for all the love and the support and the kindness and the emails and everything else along the way. You know, I really, I know it's cliche to say, and I know it's early to say this too, but I really do feel like 2024 is going to be our year, you know, if only because I feel like, you know, the right avenues are starting to open. I feel as though I'm starting to get a better grasp onto what I need to be doing as a podcaster. And one step further than that, being able to actually be proud of the fact that I'm doing this crazy shenanigan every week for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to an hour and a half at a time. And again, I cannot be more thankful for everybody who has been out here to make this possible. Now that said, let's talk about Anime Week in Atlanta. Let's, you know, completely derail the conversation and just have a straight out, like, bruh moment. (laughs) Because I had, like, it wasn't this past week, it was the week before, um, I had the opportunity to go to Anime Week in Atlanta and volunteer as, you know, operation support while the Fox Wife was working the dealer's hall. This has been the first year of me working any kind of con. Now, mind you, for, if you remember from my con pl- or, uh, anime con man plume stories, where we talked about all the shenanigans and all, and I talked about Anime Week in Atlanta, yes, I've been an attendee for multiple years. I've also been a you know panelist for a number of years. Did that with Poyo Nexus for a while. And so, to come full circle and now work for the con, dude, I learned so much shit about this convention. And honestly, uh-oh, I bet you had to break up bathroom sex shenanigans. No, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like, that part isn't me to deal with anyway. They had a whole security team for that. Me, I was running the lost and found, but I got to sit in, like, basically a hub of uh, four other departments and just listen to the stories as they were, you know, being unveiled live. And it was just, it was such a fascinating experience to me. You know, I talked with so many different people, right? And because of some of the people I talked with, I (laughs) I ended up buying a manga today, right? And dude, I can't like, all right, all right, all right. Let me back it up just a tiny bit. Okay, I promise I will get back to anime con stories, but I just I just want to throw a little bit of shade because genuinely speaking, I have not bought you know a manga that I've never heard about and have gone off only a person's recommendations in a long ass time. Okay, I have usually I'm pretty picky, 
But the way the, I'm not even going to name him because genuinely I never got the dude's name that I was working with. I know one of my other coworkers. I know, like, he and I were talking the entire time. It was a great time. I wish I could find him somewhere and be like, hey, man, here's my number. Let's hang out. But I <laughs> don't know how to get in contact with him. But anyway, one of the people I was working with was just ranting and raving about this manga called Gigant. And I had never heard of it before. And he's like, don't look up anything about it. And I'm like, Why? And he's like, oh, trust me, it's really good, and I just don't want you to spoil anything about it. And, you know, I should have I doubted him right there. Because he, he's like, yeah, they have a couple of copies on the floor in the, like, in the actual bookseller's area. So I'm thinking, Ayo, this cannot be that bad, right? Like, you know, usually if there's, you know, horny shit going on in the manga, they will, you know, put it in shrink wrap. And leave it out there, and that's it. Well, turns out, this one should have been shrink-wrapped, because the whole premise of the story, alright? I, you know, I bought it earlier today, I haven't had much time to read it. This mango sounds hot. Yeah, no, it's, it's something. So, the whole premise of it is, right, is there's this guy that wants to be a film director, right? And he has this kind of crush on a porn actress, which, by the way, when he explained it to me, he's like, oh, yeah, it's just an actress. I'm like, all right, <laughs> sure. I naively believed him because he like he even told me he's like, this should be shrink wrapped. I'm thinking for like blood and gore because I'm looking at some of the other stuff that this guy has done. Uh, and like, that's that's what it's known for. Or that's what he's known for is like, you know. Very detailed violence. I was just like, you know what? I've been reading nothing but fluff lately. Sure, why not? I'll give it a shot, okay? But anyway, I'm sitting there. I bought like I bought it. I didn't even look anything up, but it's about this film like this, you know, college age or uh kid that's trying to become a film director, he's going to college for it. And he has this crush on this porn actress that he just so happens to find these flyers of, you know, of people basically degrading her on these flyers. You know, not in the, just in the aggressive context, I would say, not in, you know, the perverted context that you might immediately assume. But, so he starts tearing him down, and it turns out she is actually one of his neighbors. So she sees him doing this, and they start up a conversation with each other, and that becomes, like, her little reprieve. That part's pretty cool, because you see, like, off the rip, you see both, like, downsides of both protagonists. You know, both him and her. Him, he wants to be a director, but he's a fucking idiot. Um, like, he has the book smarts God gave a duck. And then her, she's okay with, you know, working the porn industry and all, but she is basically, um, she's abused one by her boyfriend, like, physically abused. And then, you know, her family is just very dependent upon her. And it's just, like, seeing these, like, really real people 
kind of made me think of like the other things I'd heard about this author where it's like everything else he has written is grounded but then there's sci-fi aspects around it. Apparently, this is just the one where he decided, oh, this is the Gantz guy. I knew I recognized that art style from somewhere. Yeah, no, it's the Gantz guy. So, like, this dude is well-known, and he's a great mangaka, but I didn't know how horny it was about to get. Because, <laughs> like, the whole thing is just, like, you know, there's some mystery around all these unknown events happening. At least this is now me from stopping from what I've read up to this point and talking about what I've seen on the back of the book where, you know, supernatural events are becoming commonplace. And, you know, it's now up to the kind of guy-girl duo to figure out what's going on in a very grounded society, even though, like, weird shit is happening. Also, for some reason, uh, the girl ends up getting, like, this watch put on her by this dude like who she finds just basically you know on his last legs and she tries to call 911 for him and he says like oh he's from the future and all and turns off her phone and it's just like no ambulance they can't help you know puts her on the or puts this like touch screen device on her wrist and it's just like all right peace and then just you know anamorphs into a doll it is the most bizarre thing, but dude, if I can't say I'm not at least, like, mildly interested to see how this bizarre premise goes, you know, because that's the thing, too, is, like, in the lewd context of things, it was never done in a lewd way, like, what you would expect. It was just, like, a real, like, I can't even say it was a realistic thing. And, like, I get why this dude recommended it to me. I just wish he gave me the fucking context of it more so I could be like, ah, oh, man, nah. Because, like, I don't read lewd shit anymore. I used to way back when I was getting into manga. But, like, when it gets to a certain point, I'm just like, alright, this is, this is too much even for me. But, anyway. All that to say... It's because of him and volunteering at AWA that I have something very questionable on my bookshelf now. <laughs> I will I will finish reading it and uh, I will let y'all know how it goes. <laughs> anyway, God, I can't believe I've been rambling for twenty minutes already. But no, let me get back to the anime weekend Atlanta shenanigans because. Genuinely speaking, alright, I, Anime Week in Atlanta is typically my go-to con for the Georgia area, the Atlanta area, you know, if I had to go for all the South, I can't say I've gone to any of the other conventions out of state, you know, I've wanted to go, but I'm also not the type to go on my own, just because, like, you know, I, I, if I'm going out, I want to experience that with friends, Thank you, friend. I enjoy the giantess porn that is not porn. <laughs> I mean, that is... This. I can't even say that. It's just like, man, I wish you gave me a little bit more context as to what was going on before, you know, dumping me in that. Again, I can understand why he didn't, but at the same time... If I ever if I ever see that fucker again, I'll be like, yeah, no, I, I spent ten bucks on that. Why? <laughs> Why is this a thing? Anyway. 
All that to say. Alright, so Anime Weekend Atlanta is basically my go-to con because for years, and you guys might have, you know, remember this from the Anime Con Man Plumes episode, but for years, MomoCon has been something that's been way too family-friendly for me. Uh, not to say that I'm against family-friendly activities. It just it has a very awkward feel to it, and it's one that's hard to explain because you see, you know, all these people walking, like wanting to walk around and embrace their fandoms or whatever. But then you kind of get that awkward feeling of like parents taking their kids to this, parents of like weebs taking their kids to these things. And, you know, adults seeing other grown adults dressed up in, like, all these different costumes and all. It makes it feel very awkward. Now, I will go a step further to say anime or uh, Momocon has tried their best to kind of gravitate towards more family-friendly activities. To kind of get, like, the whole... Uh, Remu says, Momocon lacks a lot of appeal. No mini or giant porn. I looked everywhere. Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. No, like, the big problem for me and Momocon was, you know, at Anime Week in Atlanta, you know, people are drinking. People, like, it feels like a much more adult event. And when you go to Momocon, the parents don't really take care of their kids. So, like, you know, you have a bunch of, you know, kids running around. And I definitely told this story before on podcast. But there was one point when I was dancing a lot that I was in the middle of a dance circle. I was break dancing, And the next thing I know, I'm swinging my leg towards a little kid who ran in the middle of the dance circle leading a conga line, you know, through a dance circle where, like, I'm spinning on the floor. And I'm just like, oh shit. And I just kind of had to like crash to avoid hitting this kid. And then like, you know, and mind you, I'm saying kid, this is like a 15 year old, you know, at least old enough to know what they are doing, not old enough to, you know, fully respect everything going on. And so, you know, I ended up just kind of face planting just to stop myself from, you know, hitting this person. And, you know, as the conga line's continuing on, I'm just, like, flat out on the ground because I had to dodge to dodge y'all who came through. And it's just, like, ever since then, I've kind of grown a little bit of a detain, or disdain, rather, of Momocon. Granted, I will still go, and, like, the Fox Wife is yet to have an opportunity to go, so we are hoping maybe to go this year, um, if only because excuse me, if only because, you know, she hasn't gone, it's a much bigger convention, and really, you know, to give the positives to it, they do a lot better with a bigger convention space than what AWA does in a smaller convention space, like, genuinely speaking, there has been the hardest, like, is the hardest amount of time getting into the arcade over an Anime Week in Atlanta, because there are so few machines and so many people that you end up just going across the street to round one for the arcade and playing games there. Like, a lot of the games that you would play at, you know, Mo- or Anime Week in Atlanta are across the street. And yes, do you have to pay a little bit to play them? Sure. But at least you don't have to wait, like, 15 minutes per person to play a game. So, anyway. to And then, like... Dragon Con, Dragon Con's a convention that comes through, and, like, that one is way too extreme for me. 
Okay. Let's see. Ramu says, wait, kicking 15-year-olds is meant to be a strike against Momocon? That sounds like a great time to me. <laughs> no. Like, genuinely speaking, as much as I joke about this shit, I genuinely try to make sure the people around me are safe, especially when there's dancers involved, because that whole thing, you can hurt yourself so badly and I will never forget, you know, seeing this fucking conga line come through as I'm doing my shit and then just having to basically break and fall on the ground just so that way I didn't go crashing into them. Because at the same time, you know, nobody respected the dancer's culture there. Also, Aki just jumped up on the back of that. I just saw that from the camera. Very nice. That's going on the podcast. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, they don't respect, like, the dance circles and the culture behind them. They just saw, like, an opportunity and they're like, oh, it's so open here. Cha-cha-cha. Man, this is great. Cha-cha-cha. Like, you fuckers. <laughs> oh, God. I remember being so pissed from that, too. But no, Dragon Con, right? Dragon Con is... Definitely the South's biggest convention, I would say. At least from my understanding of it. I haven't done any hard research into it, so don't quote me on it. But I know for a fact, if you are familiar with the Atlanta area, Atlanta stops for four days while Dragon Con is going on. And for good reasons, too. Dragon Con is a blast from everybody that I hear that goes to it. You know, they have Stormtrooper parades, they have... You know, a bunch of famous, you know, people come in to, like, voice actors and actors in themselves and animators. All this fun shit come in and be a part of this. Like, it is the South's answer to, you know, Comic-Con more than what Momocon tries to advertise itself as. Because Momocon in the past couple of years has come out and is like, oh, yeah, we're the South's answer to, you know... Comic-Con, no, you're the South's answer to Anime Expo, okay, get it right, but anyway, if you go and do any type of people watching, you are in for a fantastic time, because people put so much effort into their costumes, it looks fantastic, you know, people have so much fun at that thing, but people also get fucking crunk and fucking wild the first day, okay, Anime Week at Atlanta first day was pretty subpar, I'm not gonna lie. Like, we were walking around the uh, central hotel lobby where everybody tends to dance and meet up and all that, and, you know, it wasn't really that popular yet, because everybody was getting off work and uh, coming in. I had, and the worst part of it was, too, I had a, also, QT's game, what's going on, homie? How's it going? Yeah, no, it's been going all right. Welcome to podcast. But anyway, um, I like there was basically no one around for that. You moved across the continent. Where did you move? Good lord, poor. Like I gotta imagine you and your wife have had a long trip for that. I hope it went over well. Also, is that okay? No, she's not climbing up on me. I saw her moving back there. I'm like, wait a sec. Uh, I live in Georgia. No shit! No shit! I was just talking about shit going on in Georgia. What's up? <laughs> oh shit, we might be neighbors now. <laughs> but anyway, lol, was it about Dragon Con? No, I'm getting ready to talk about Anime Week in Atlanta. 
And I was just kind of like going through and uh, talking about all the background stuff behind it. But yeah, no. Talking about Dragon Con, it's a great time. OMG, I'm here for the tea. You have come for some great tea. But anyway, long story short, Dragon Con's fucking wild. It's a fever dream for four days. I've gone there once, and that was my very first convention. And you know what? When I am ready to retire from the con life, that will probably be my last convention, just so I can go out with a bang. But anyway, for Anime Week in Atlanta, this is their last convention being done over at the Sheraton Hotel, over at uh, the Cobb Galleria Center, which broke my heart, because this con has been going on there for, God... At least 15, 20 years from what I heard. They had a contract, right? That has lasted this entire time. And you know what I found out? One of the very first things I found out when I started working for the very first time. Because let me let me tell you why I decided to volunteer this year. Alright, first off, I thought it'd be really cool to make some con friends. And like actually have people that like every year I can come out and hang out with. Because I used to have a good crew about that and is kind of falling apart. I didn't even reach out to like some of the people that I thought would be out there because I was like, man, I know these people are busy. I don't want to call them while they're at work. If they're here, they'll know I'm here. If not, whatever. You know, hope to see them, that kind of thing. But I, to be honest, I wasn't there for like but half of the con. And so, you know, I was wanting to make some new con friends, and just hang out with a bunch of people and talk with a bunch of people. And genuinely, I put myself in the great position for that. Because doing ops support, I was the like head of Lost and Found, but I was also sitting in the same booth as like five other departments. And just listening to all the bullshit that was going on. Like, get this shit, okay? The very first day that we were here... Thursday night, somebody had launched a bottle rocket from the Sheraton Hotel lobby. I don't know how in the fuck if the... Well, one, if it was successfully launched, because I was looking for scorch marks everywhere. I don't think it was. Maybe they got out front and launched it. I don't know, okay? But apparently, somebody had a live-ass bottle rocket and just... Nobody could tell me any more information than that. They're like, ah, oh, we don't want to talk about it. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I'm sick. Like, the entire time when I was talking to, you know, friends while working the con, because one of my best buddies, uh, Osmaneku, who you should check out on Twitch and YouTube, um, he was performing the Friday Rave set. Like, he had his own hard style set that was going on at 11 o'clock at night. So... The Fox Wife and I, the mysterious bottle rocket, for sure. But, like, every time I was talking about stuff that we were hearing about, I'm like, I'm holding up my teacup. I'm like, where? Trying to catch droplets as they're coming down. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) So, no, apparently there was a mysterious bottle rocket that happened the first day there. And that led into this next story, right? Also, Ramu says, my headcanon is that Elon Musk got bored and that's why the rocket was there. (laughs) Fucking Elon Musk showing up to an anime convention with a firework. That sounds about right, honestly. But anyway, so no, it gets worse from there, alright? So, 
as I'm sitting there, as, you know, we're talking about this fun stuff, they're like, yeah, no, the Sheraton Hotel hates us. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you guys have always done pretty well, from what my understanding was. And compared to, like, the other, you know, horrible con stories that I've heard about, which you can find these on YouTube everywhere, but the most prominent ones I know of are from Internet Historian, when he's talking about Dashcon, when he's talking about Rainforest, where people are, like, actively destroying the area. Apparently, Awa has had a couple of years like that. So, you know, I find out that the only reason that the con is moving, first off, is moving at all. And is being placed in such an awkward date. And it continued to exist at the Sheraton for as long as it has. Is because they had a long contract. That would have cost the Sheraton a bunch of money if they decide to back out on it. But they straight out hate Anime Week in Atlanta. And they had for years. You know, and they're telling me stories about how, you know, there was one time somebody had thrown a chair from the 25th story, like, hotel room, from a 25th story hotel room, yeeted it over the awning, or over the railway, and just watched as it crashed onto the bottom floor of the lobby. And for the longest time, that was, like, one of the major offenses, but I actually found out... So, my buddy Neku and I were walking around with his wife and one of their friends, and that friend is friends with the people who threw the chair. And I'm just like, oh, it's a small world. (laughs) It's such a small world. And, you know, I had to laugh, too. Because I can't, I can't say, like, you know, I can't agree with you 100% QTs, because... Bro, I caused some shit, too. So, as I mentioned a while back, and I wanted to ask them to see if they remembered this. So, years and years ago, again, Neku and I are at the convention. Uh, Just to, like, quickly breeze over this, because I've talked about this on a previous episode in much more depth. But basically, my buddy gets flashed by a Sailor Moon cosplayer who was into him. He turns her down. And a couple of, like, like maybe 15, 20 minutes later, homie's being, like, interrogated by the cops because Sailor Moon cosplayer got so, like, full, like, upset about it that she ends up going to security and saying, hey, there's this guy who is got this description who, you know, told me, who basically made me flash him my boobs and, you know kind of made this big to-do about it. So, homie gets, you know, brought into security, and I'm left there trying to figure out what the fuck to do. I end up figuring out that there's cameras in the area, I find the footage of it, and I end up kicking in the security door, because I got into tech support, I'm like, look, I know this sounds wild, but this is what's going on, I need help right now. And so... I ended up kicking in one of the doors, and now at the hotel, they have repla- they have flipped the doors, so you cannot see the implant of my foot into the wooden door, because I kicked it inward that hard. <laughs> Before, the doors open outward, now they open, or no, they open inward originally, now they open outward, so my foot would have been on the inside of that door. <laughs> 
Just because I wanted to help a homie out, man. Because he was framed for seeing titties he didn't want to see. But anyway, I, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask if they remembered us. But at the same time, I didn't want to piss anybody off. Because good God. Well, how old were you when this happened? Uh, <laughs> God, I want to say I was probably 18 or so. You know, I wouldn't... I'm 20... I'm 28 now. I might have been like 21-ish. No. Maybe 19. 20. Okay, these make way more sense. (laughs) A queen barrel cosplayer and beat that meatball head up? Good lord. But anyway. So, the crazy... That isn't even the craziest part, okay? So, I'm sitting there. It's now Friday morning. It's my first day working the convention at all. And I'm I'm talking with everybody, dude. Like I'm having the best time of my life just talking with people and learning about, you know, how all this works and how the convention is, you know, started off and the crazy things that go on. And all of a sudden, okay, we get two calls kind of back to back. At least the security group behind me gets two calls back to back. And the first one is, hey, We need security out here. Somebody has an airsoft gun and is shooting people, you know, like shooting actual ammunition at people in the courtyard. Oh, God, when I say people fucking booked it out there, it was fast, it was furious, it was hilarious. But that's not the worst part. The worst part is the second call. We are getting calls saying that, hey, you need to get Panda Ops or Panda Medical, down to, you know, the dealer's hall because there has been a major accident. When you hear the words major accident, you kind of you kind of got tense up when they're calling for, like, the equivalent of 911. All right, so long story short, somebody at the convention, one of the sellers, had live metal. Now, what that means is if you've ever looked into, you know, owning any type of swords or axes or pikes any type of like you know weaponry we have there's a term for when it's sharpened called live apparently homie had some live metal now the con does not allow you to sell live metal they used to before in the past but not anymore and apparently homie had brought some live metal with him to sell I'm not sure if he ever got the proper permission for that, but apparently somebody had reached over and like grabbed the box that it was in to look at it with with the seller's permission. The blade had slipped out and sliced across homie's hand to the point where it was like halfway through his hand. On the first official day of convention, on Friday, we had already had somebody who needed 12 or 13 stitches. That in itself fucking blew my mind. That this kind of shit could happen just right then and there. But let me, you know, go a step further, okay? So, to go back to the Sheraton and talk about more of their hatred, okay? So... Anime Week in Atlanta, next year, okay? Mind you, the con has long since said 
that they are done with Anime Week in Atlanta. This is the last year it's happening here. But I had the opportunity to talk with somebody who's worked with the con for much longer and has kind of gone into the details of, you know, what actually happened. So apparently the con- or the Sheridan Hotel wanted to end like the contract with Awa years ago. And the only reason they had it, again, is because of money. And the only reason that the con is being placed in December next year at, you know, I think it's the World Congress Center. The only reason it's going on December, basically the same time as Holiday Matsuri, is because that's the only time that hotel and that area had open for three days. It's going back to being a three-day con for at least this year. I don't know if that's going to continue on to next year or anything like that, but people are pissed about that because, one, for retail workers, Christmas, like, around December, end of November, early January are blackout dates, which means you can't take any kind of vacation for that. So people are understandably pissed off that, hey, you know, I've been coming to this convention for years because you've done it in, like, First, they used to do it at the end of September, which they kind of moved away from because, you know, Dragon Con was going on, and they figured, give the people more time to make their money back, and the next, you know, convention that they go to will be more profitable. So they moved it to October, and, you know, Halloween times, it was a great time, but it was just, they couldn't keep the con going in such a limited space. They refused to expand out, and I bet that was probably part of the contract, too. But, like, I remember last year, registration had a full line, so it went, like, a snake pattern for six columns, and then pulled all the way out and all the way around the ground, like, the outer layer of the ground floor. That many people were trying to get in. It sucked. The fire marshal was called multiple times about this shit. And, you know, there are times before in the past where people have been pulling the fire alarm and stuff. And they found them. And that was a whole thing. Oh, God. It was just, again, all of this within my first couple of hours of working the convention. I had no clue. Oh, Raymu says, oh, I've been to a line like that. I wanted to die. Yeah, no, Exactly. You know, it it makes all the sense in the world why this hotel would hate us, but at the same time, it gets even worse, okay? So, I found out what the initial breaking straw was, and I was talking to Neku about it, and he's the one that told me about it too, because he used to have people that worked in the game, and I later confirmed it, but back in 2013... Back in 2013, they had said that, you know, you can no longer do body paint or that kind of thing. Any home, like, or no, this year they had said no body paint, nothing like that. Because back in 2013, they had, when Homestuck was huge, people who weren't familiar with, like, you know, just basic body paint in general, basically covered the whole hotel gray. And that grayish, bluish, homestuck paint. Yes, oh god, the homestuck issues. You already know. In fact, every bathroom that had a homestuck cosplayer in it was 
covered in that bluish grayish paint when they went to wash it off i know about the homestuck drama yeah no there it all is and it's just like all things considered it was a clusterfuck in every single aspect piping was ruined you know entire fixtures were grayed things around the wall needed to be repainted the hotel basically had a massive shutdown to the point too where apparently cosplayers were jumping into the pool of the sheridan hotel dyed the water remember this is a pool they dyed the water <laughs> with all of their paint that they were trying to get off and they had to completely close the pool and fill it and drain it and fill it and drain it and keep cleaning and cleaning and refinishing it until all of it was gone. So, understandably, the Sheraton was more than happy to get rid of, you know, Awa. And to put another, you know, knife in Awa's back because the Braves, so right adjacent to the Cobb Galleria Center is something called the Battery. It is the Braves, the Atlanta Braves' home field. Okay, there's countless games that get played there, and every time that the Braves go for the World Series, that, like, a bunch of people flock in there. It wasn't last year, but the year before, when the Braves were going for their first World Series win. They went to win the World Series that year. Oh my god. Raymu, I filled this entire hotel with homestuck paint, 50 million views. Honestly, nowadays, that could absolutely be a thing. But anyway, it was back in 21 that the Braves went to win the World Series. And the con, like, the con was going on at the same time. The hotel lost money from the convention going on because they couldn't sell any extra tickets to, you know, or they couldn't sell any extra hotel rooms at a increased cost to people coming and watching the Braves game. That in itself, because they had booked almost all the rooms for Awa. So they were pissed about that. And it was just like, oh, such a fantastic time to hear about all this different bullshit that was going on. You know, another thing that went incredibly wrong was we were... They told us early on that there's supposed to be no music in the lobby. Like, because almost every year, somebody with a DJ setup comes in and starts playing music. And again, that happened this Friday. You know, because again, that's one of the funnest parts is coming into the lobby, seeing a bunch of people dancing and having a good time, their drinks being sold. People are just getting drunk and having a great time. But they specifically said, no, you cannot do that this year. And so somebody was supposed to be on the lookout for this and shut it down near immediately. Well, lo and behold, at about 8 o'clock on Friday, all of, a certain, so, or all of a sudden you start hearing a DJ start playing and everybody's just like, oh. <laughs> and now the participants don't know that that's not supposed to be going on. So they're having a good ass time. But they keep trying to kick this guy out for multiple reasons and he just won't leave for a while. 
until eventually, you know, I guess he got tired of, you know, hearing the con people get pissed off at him, or maybe they ended up calling the cops. I have no clue. But all that to say, homie leaves right before my buddy's set starts, which worked great for him, because he ended up being, like, the only live music of the night. But apparently that caused a good bit of drama, too, and it's just like, good fucking lord. Now, to give credit to Anime Week in Atlanta, at least the participants... You know, the congoers themselves. Some of those people are the nicest people I have ever met. You know, some people are so genuine. Because, again, as I am working the Lost and Found booth, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to a bunch of people who have either lost something or they found something. And some of these people come in here and they're, like, you know, distraught because they found somebody else's wallet. And they're like, hey, I'm so sorry you know, I found this wallet, can I leave this here, you know, this person, like, I remember one group of people who were dressed up in One Piece, you know, gear, saw this wallet, and they were like, yeah, no, because it had a bunch of One Piece memorabilia on it, they're like, yeah, no, this person could probably be, like, a really good friend of ours, because the person that was looking for it came in earlier and was like, hey, I lost this wallet, I'm like, alright, cool, we will call you if we find it, you know, but also, on the side, on the side of all of that, I don't think my boss ever learned my name, because every time she referred to me, she's like, she never referred to me by my name, alright? She referred to me as, you know, this gentleman over here, just talk to this gentleman over here, and I'm just like, she never once said my name, And, like, when I went to leave on the last day that I could volunteer, because I ended up getting, like, the Fox wife got really sick, I wasn't feeling well, couldn't work on Sunday. So, I don't know if I can volunteer again at this point. Which, if anybody at Anime Week in Atlanta hears this and could get to me about whether or not Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Blooms, can come back and work operation support, bro, I would like to know a thank you very much. But anyway, no, I worked about 11, 12 of the 14 recommended hours. And I was like, and I didn't get my deposit back. So I think, I think I have worked more than enough. But who knows? Okay, who fucking knows at this point? Anyway, that said, you know, this person comes in, they're distraught about losing their wallet. A group of three girls comes in, all in one piece gear, and they're like, yeah, no. I wish we could find this person because they seem like a really chill person. I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, Here's the cosplay they're wearing. And uh, I'm about to give them a call to see if they can come back over here. Uh, If you want to, you can hang out. And they're like, huh, no, it's okay. We got to meet up with some friends. You know, if we bump into them, we bump into them. And, you know, sure enough, shortly thereafter when I gave her a call, you know, I'm like, by the way, if you see these people, thank them because they want to be friends with you. And like, they everybody was just so sweet and kind and they gave us like so much food it was nice like all things considered i had a lot of fun working the con the fox wife absolutely hated it she had her own you know stories in itself where she had to deal with this one artist that came in right and this one artist comes in and it's just pit like pissed off to high hell about this that and the other you know 
my sweet fox wife, Jules, she was just trying to do her job and tell her, like, hey, you can't come in yet. You know, they've told me not to allow anybody, so on and so forth, if you don't have the special badge, to which the artist did not have. And, you know, the artist popped off about that. And then she, you know, forces her way inside Juju Podcast, Juju Podcast. Honestly, I think she'd be a fantastic podcaster. And I'm trying to get her to be more involved with the stream side of things because i think honestly having her like having her react to things alongside me is a lot of fun but at the same time just having her behind me too just means a lot because it feels it feels like i'm getting supported from the background (laughs) but anyway all that to say um it became a whole clusterfuck because eventually this artist gets in and she's pitching this whole ass fit to the trash people who are working the con about like how messy her area is and demanding them like I've never heard of a more upstuck person and I wish she had the details on the person so I could be like anyway never buy from this person again because they're a sack of shit but anyway all in all Working Anime Week in Atlanta was a lot of fun, and it taught me, too, that I I kind of want to put myself in a more public-facing route, because, dude, I love being able to talk with people. I was so ecstatic for some people, because, like, they came in and they were saying, like, oh, we're missing something, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting for something, and... I'm still looking for something, but I really want to just get my cosplay photos taken, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, well, if you're waiting for photos, can I take some photos of you? And just seeing people, like, light up and be like, yes, absolutely, I work so hard on this. You know, and they do their little poses. It was just, it was so cute. And, like, if I don't, if I don't work a con again, right? If I don't work a con again, I will probably cosplay more. I actually did cosplay this year. Um, Jules went as Lum and I went as Ataru from Urusei Yatsura. Nobody recognized us, which sucked because Jules put a lot of effort into her cosplay. I just wore, you know, tight pants and a tight-fitting shirt. I look cute as hell. Just saying. You know, in like a button-up shirt that was just very fitting. Very comfortable. I might wear that bitch around a little bit more. Very breathable, too. I was surprised. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Do I think... I I'm like I didn't go to any of the panels. I don't think I have ever gone to a con for the panels. I go there to hang out with people and talk with people and meet people in my fandoms and just have a good time. And Anime Week in Atlanta has always been a good spot for that. But at the same time, bro, some of you people need to learn how to fucking work. And some... <laughs> I can't say anything because I missed my last two ships, but... Huh? There was an anime in 2022? There's plenty of animes. Or are you talking about Urusei Yatsura? Because if you're talking about Urusei Yatsura, yes, there was a brand new anime. Um, they remade part of it, to be honest. And QTs, I want to start going to cons again. Homie! You know, your next one is probably Momocon in Atlanta. I don't know if, uh, I'm trying to remember the smaller con that happened in February. SationCon. I don't know if SationCon is still a thing. I haven't heard of anything about it. Uh, there is actually, come to think of it, there is an Anime Day Atlanta 
coming up. And real quick, I'm going to look this up for you. Just because I'm curious too, and I'm totally doing... Let's see, Anime Day Atlanta 2023. Atlanta Anime Day. It's November 25th from 1030 to 6th. It's $5 at the door. All cons are basically in the Atlanta area, correct? Not overly. You know, uh, Anime Week in Atlanta was taking place in the Cobb Galleria Center. That's over by Cumberland Mall. That one's closer to Cobb. Uh, anime Atlanta Anime Day, the one-day anime marketplace, is taking place November 25th of 2023 at the Gas South District Convention Center, which is pretty close to me, come to think of it, now that I really think about it. Um, yeah, no, it's in Duluth. <laughs> shit. Alright, shit, I might have to go to that. Uh, discount entry offer, manga trade-in. Save money on your anime day entry fee by trading in your old manga. Trade in up to five old manga to get one dollar off towards each of your entry fee. Huh. I'm over in the Savannah area. Not that a three-hour drive is a huge deal, but still a drive. No, absolutely you need to get yourself a hotel if you're going to do something like that. The World Congress Center, the one where Momocon and now Anime Week in Atlanta is going to happen... Uh, definitely get yourself a hotel there. They have, like, five hotels that are, you know, that the con takes place at. So you have plenty of options for it. And they're all relatively priced. You know, I highly recommend it. It's more fun that way. You know, not having to worry about driving as much. Like, Juju and I spent from, on Friday, from probably, we were up and moving for the convention like we got over there probably about 7:45 ish we didn't leave out of there until like close to midnight to then turn around and be back again by like 8 in the morning because after driving like an hour one way uh just because we our shifts were like 8 a.m in the morning but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of bullshit it's definitely like you know, seeing and hearing and, like, getting to listen to all these stories about how, you know, before in the past, they've had to kick somebody out for, you know, pooping in a diaper. That was a thing. They had, like, they had somebody that was trying to run, like, it was weird. This year they had, like, a, t- a 10v10 dating thing that they were trying to do during the convention that everybody was, like, confused about. Um... They had a lot of video game tournaments going on. Again, it was definitely a lively con. And it was a lot of fun to meet a bunch of people. And that's how I think conventions are always going to be for me. Because I've never been so indebted to a fandom that I would actually like show up and go to a panel about... like I, I would say that for maybe Toho. You know, I've gone to Toho panels if I can. Uh, Toho Radio... Our Gensokyo Radio showed up and actually did a panel, like, last year or the year before that I went to see. Um, but, and it, the main reason that I did any type of volunteer work in general for this is because, again, I am now the guest relations director for Toho Fest 2024, and I have not had any real con experience, and I was just like, fuck. I'm going to go work a convention to get experience and know what I need to know and talk to the people who've been doing this for much longer than I have. So that way, 
you know, when it comes time for me to do it for my own convention, I ain't, you know, tripping anywhere. But anyway, I think I have rambled on about Anime Week in Atlanta more than long enough, I would say. Uh, I will say that we spent a considerable amount of money there. Um, we actually kept, I'm, uh, we actually kept it pretty low key as far as our budget went, you know, one of which I don't think we went over at all. Um, so our merch haul at the end of the day definitely was not the greatest, but at the same time, I guarantee you one of those sellers knew us by face because they had these, uh, they had these acrylic charms, right? That were basically different types of cats. They had like a gotcha for them. And Jules really, 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 really wanted one that had a popsicle on it. That like it was a melted cat kind of thing. Melted cat popsicle. So it's still the general shape. But it had like a little popsicle end. And like the gumball eyes were kind of loopy. You know she was obsessed with that one. She's probably going to buy that one straight out. When when that one goes on sale. Because they're taking a little bit of break post con. But. That is probably my favorite part of conventions, too, overall, is being able to see all these different artists and all their different creations and being able to, like, interact with some of them and ask questions like, hey, how did you draw this? You know, what inspired this? You know, so on and so forth. And some people are so fucking nice and will sit there and walk you through their entire process. And that's the kind of shit I really appreciate. But... And then it's the same thing, too, when talking with other con people, you know, the people that I was working with, I was able to talk with them and be like, hey, you know, why do you do things like this? Why don't you do this? You know, tell me about the hardware that you're using. Tell me about the setup and the teardown. People love talking, you know, and I, I am definitely an example of that. I have a podcast now that's episode, like 61 episodes long of me just talking about this, that, and the other and giving great life advice, I would think, but, (laughs) you know, all this to say that, like, it's just such a great opportunity to learn about other people and their walks of life, and get a broader understanding of how much anime has impacted these people in their lives, and it's just really cool, I really respect it, but, (laughs) people love talking, (laughs) anyway, I think that's probably about all she had to say about this one. And I promise to all my regular podcast listeners, we'll get back to the mental health, wellness, and just general well-being. Talking about, you know, things to kind of be mindful about as we approach Thanksgiving, I think, will probably make a really good topic. But I haven't officially decided what that topic will be next year, or next month, or next week. Good lord. But anyway... As always, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon or and YouTube in the form of pods, excuse me. Which by the way, new one's dropping hopefully tomorrow. It's processing right now. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast. P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That URL one more time, phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. Ramu says, I'm thankful I didn't grab a live medal. 
Yeah, no, I'm thankful for that too. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, tell me about all the manga and the anime you've been watching, you beautiful weebs. Bye bye.